Scene one, Apple, take one. Welcome to Miracle Makers International Film Festival 2023. Get ready to witness the extraordinary as miracles unfold, dreams come alive, and captivating stories ignite your faith in what's possible. We believe in you. We're thrilled to invite you to be dazzled at our festival where exceptional works from across the globe take center stage. Immerse yourself in the enchantment of the newly minted Regal Theater nestled in the heart of vibrant North Hollywood, California. And if we got a treat for you, Revel in the luxury of free parking in a spacious lot, granting you seamless access to the magnificent NoHo West Mall, teeming with a plethora of brand new businesses. Leave your parking worries behind and focus on immersing yourself in the wonders of the fest, where filmmakers, actors, and creative minds gather to present their talents, share their stories, and mesmerize audiences from September 11th through the 14th. While you're here, we urge you to embark on a thrilling adventure of discovery within the NoHo West complex. Step into the regal and surrender to the allure of a fully stocked bar, tantalizing snacks, scrumptious seating, state-of-the-art technology, and a team of the warmest and friendliest staff in town. Whether you find yourself lost in the enchantment of cinematic masterpieces or mingling in the lobby, we want you to feel at ease and embraced like family. We eagerly await your presence at the Regal North Hollywood from September 11th through the 14th. It's your time to shine and your chance to soar. So take the leap and submit today to Miracle Makers International Film Festival 2023, where faith gives you wings. Hi, one. I'm Shane Borza, and welcome to another episode of Film Notes. I'm delighted today to have one of my really good friends in the industry here, Erin Miracle, who is very aptly named, and we'll get to some of the things that she's miracleizing here in a moment. But she is one of my favorite type of guests, a multi-hyphenate, who has moved from being a dancer, actor, performer, to now having both her own production company and film festival. And we're going to talk all about all of that today. So Erin, welcome to the call. Hi, Shane. Thank you so much for letting me be here, for hosting this. Um, you're also one of my favorite kinds of people in this industry and just people in general. I'm a big fan of all that you do, and I'm just happy to be here. Well, I appreciate the kind words. It's very much a, a reciprocal adoration society here. One of the things I want to start off with is, as I mentioned, you have a lot of roles that you have done or kind of moved through. Tell me how you got started. Was that with dancing or acting? How did that lead to what you're doing now? I did. I started with dance when I was like three and a half. My sister was dancing. She's about three years older. And I just wanted to do everything she did and loved dance. Uh, actually, both sides of my family studied at the same dance studio in Tulsa without even knowing each other. So it kind of runs in my blood, I guess. And that was June Runyon School of Ballet under the direction of Debbie Myers, who honestly, I've got to give so much credit to um, and just shout out to the teachers out there like her. Not that there are really any quite like her, um, but just somebody who, who really shaped and inspired me more than almost anybody in my life. Um, so I started there and there was a lot of theater there as well. So I started doing theater about the same age and was 
in love with performing, in love with training and discipline and um, learning new skills and uh, being on stage. But I did grow up with a love, um, I think from my dad, of movies. So he really exposed me young to a lot of old movies too. So people like Gene Kelly, I think even from the earliest age, he was kind of what I wanted to be like. And he was a producer, director, writer, dancer, choreographer, actor. Um, so I, I do think that even from the beginning, I knew on some level that I wanted to get to where I am now, where I wasn't just a performer um, or just an actor or just a dancer, but I did see this vision um, of having a production company and working with lots and lots and lots of other talented people. So the desire from the beginning wasn't just about me. It was this love for seeing what a group of people could do together and make something so much bigger. Um, so that's kind of where that started. And I um, even started working professionally in theater uh, as a child. And um, I won a lot of awards in acting and dance, um, including the one of two international scholarship winners for I Love Dance. And that's one of my favorite awards because they it, it, I got like third place in my solo for my dance performance, but they made an announcement at the end saying that they only select two out of all of their comp competitions around the world um, to, to win a scholarship to go um, to New York City and compete in, in that competition and take all these master classes. And they awarded it to me because of how I was treating people backstage um, as a teammate and uh, other dancers that I didn't know from other companies and other schools. Um, so they, they recognized that spirit of just collaboration and love and desire to support everyone around me. Um, and then I continued in dance and theater and I studied dance at CalArts, which is a, a really prestigious, wonderful school. And then really wanted to expand from just dance. And so I, I transferred to American Musical and Dramatic Academy in Hollywood and got to, to work on singing and acting as well. Um, and then was working professionally in Chicago with Chicago Children's Theater. I was also the director of um, like a K through 12 um, program for musical theater. And I've also done a lot of modeling. I was an American apparel model on buses and billboards of four campaigns internationally, which was huge and did a lot of dance modeling and, you know, did a lot of acting too, but I guess I've always inclined towards independent. So with more of the commercial success or the studio film stuff, I don't know if it was that that was kind of a game. I wasn't really interested in playing and that sort of struggle. And everybody kind of knows with Weinstein and some of the stereotypes of an actress trying to make it in Hollywood. Unfortunately, those are very true. And I found myself 
recognizing that I was either going to have to play this game um, and find a way in, or I could just learn how to do it myself. So I think that's where I started to progress into producing and was producing my own short films. I went to film school in Colorado and produced a couple shorts that are still winning awards. And then I was producing for some other big producers and kind of the same um, process of wh why not just do this myself? So last year, Gretel Snyder and I, who had worked on several films together under other producers, decided that we were ready to start our own production company. Um, so we started Miracle Makers Productions and we just premiered the first feature film that we produced called The Next Big Hit, directed by Pat Battistini and created by Zach Barnesia. And you were there. I will, it goes down in history of my life as just one of my favorite moments to sit in that theater and just hear like laughing like the whole time and so much joy in the audience seeing this movie that we produced. Um, and from that premiere, we've already, we're going to Comic-Con with it and we're going to submit it to a bunch of festivals. We're gonna do a qualifying run for the Academy Awards with it. We have lots of distributors in interested. Um, and then simultaneously, we produced um, the film festival, Miracle Makers International Film Festival. And that was kind of scary to do on our own for the first time. And you were there and a big part of that. And my opinion, it was, it was miraculous uh, how it all came together and how it all ended up. And I'm sort of just getting more and more addicted to it. So I just want to keep making movies and keep making these film festivals and just keep, you know, blessing everybody involved because both of them are about the community and all these people, which is what I love. Well, you did such a good job of bridging one experience to the next to the next. So thank you for that. It makes it really easy for me. I did want to go back and talk about a couple of those things. So first, I just learned more about you than I knew already when you talked about some of like the awards or the scholarships or things that you would want. So that's always fun for me when I learn new things about people that I think I know. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. So thank you for that as well. One thing that really stuck out to me, and this is a parallel, is that I went to film school and came back and started working in projects and then decided like, oh, I like indie. I like small shoots and productions where I know the crew and everybody feels like family instead of it feeling like a job and there's like hundreds of people and you're like, I don't even know these people. And I've been on set for weeks sometimes with them. So what is it about that? that like how how are you able to recognize and know but also to trust yourself and say i'm very consciously going to make this choice and either not second guess yourself or find yourself stuck in like the wrong track i definitely want to not disparage studio productions um and bigger you know i mean obviously i do stand in solidarity with um 
the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. Um, I think it's a good time to point out the problems with the studios um, and not all of them, but very specific ones that, you know, probably on some level, every filmmaker wants to see their works on Netflix or Prime or have a big theatrical release. Um, and that's that's fine. And I would encourage people who feel compelled to work in the studio system to go for it. And I'm not excluding myself from that either. But I think you, if you are someone who, um, you know, wants to have more creative control and um, isn't, is maybe more interested in the artistic side and getting, getting at your, out your artistic expression or someone else's um, maybe more than say commercial success, not that you can't have commercial success with um, an independent production, you can, but I think those are the type of people that maybe find themselves loving uh, the independent film route. Because, you know, if you, let's say you're a writer and you have a fantastic script um, and you want, want it on Netflix, you're, you may be able to sell it to Netflix, um, but they're going to take it and they're going to take total control. And you're, you're almost all of the time, you're not going to have any part to do with it after it's sold. Um, so I like to have a lot of control over what I'm a part of and, and what I'm creating. So the independent route works for me. And I think that it's fantastic because I think the world is changing in favor of independent filmmakers um, with streaming, yes, but also with distribution. Um, even at our festival, we had a panel um, with Harmon Kaslau, who is the founder of Atlas Distribution. And he introduced, they have a um, platform like, um, um, program that you can rent or buy and you can start to understand how to distribute on your own um, and that's one thing that i encourage everyone to do and what i i have started to do and have found success and now just want to do more and more which is cutting out the middleman and just doing it yourself so you'd be I, i'm shocked when i talk to distributors now almost everyone that we've talked to or worked with started out as a production company and then ended up becoming a distribution company um, and done it successfully. And I, I just want to encourage filmmakers and women in particular um, that you can do it and you, you, you'll have to learn. There's so many resources out there and the best way is to just dive in and and figure it out and go for it because you will learn more in the process of doing it and you will learn more about who you are and what you're capable of you will attract the people who are going to support you and the right people to work with and you'll probably learn quickly who the people who are not right for you and that's an important step in your journey and process in your journey um, but you you'll be surprised at how much you can do on your own but it is it is a lot and you'll get to the point where you want to expand and um and grow and 
that's kind of where we're at. So we're we're really we've gotten to a certain level and we're kind of breaking through that that ceiling. And um, it's exhilarating. It's exciting. And it's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. But if anybody out there can do it, why not? Why can't we? So. I think regardless of who you're partnered with in, in whatever aspect, whether it's like your kind of personal life partner or your production partner or the fellow actors or dancers in your troupe or the fellow crew members, it's the things that they bring to mind that you maybe hadn't seen before that now you can't unsee. So they either teach you something new or they point something out and then you kind of bring that with you project to project production to production, whatever it might be. And that's one of the things that I always really liked about your two companies that you have now, the film festival and the production companies, like, oh, these are women who are spotlighting stories that may not get told otherwise, but also representing like women in, in the industry, women doing things together, women helping each other. And I know you talked a little bit about that during the event. So can you tell me more about the philosophies or values that might be behind both the festival and the production company, whether it's about gender or voice or anything else. So I think with Miracle Makers being the title of both the production company and the film festival, obviously it's my last name, which is my real last name. I didn't change it and I never will. It does imply a level of, I would say, faith. We are not exclusively faith-based. We do get the majority of what we get submitted to the film festival are faith-based works um, and dance. We also have a cultures and conflict um, category, several now. Um, and we're, we're very happy that we get, that we attract that, but we are also incredibly inclusive. So we want to make that statement um, known that we want to hear your story no matter who you are and, and we we do have categories also for disabled um for women for um un, like marginalized voices or another area we have lgbtqia categories um so we are we are totally inclusive and that's a big part of um our mission is is to tell everybody's story and give a platform to those stories. Um, but we, d we do, we love faith-based stuff and um, the philosophy or I guess the theology behind um, me personally and that definitely uh, I hope extends into everything that I do, you know, is this concept of faith and um, believing in miracles and making those happen um because and and that's really what we honor everybody who submits has taken a leap of faith to create their work and to put it out there and we want to honor that and we want to encourage that and as a production company i i can't tell you how many people and how many times people say oh my gosh it's a miracle that this movie was made <laughs> or it's a miracle that that you know, we even got to this point um, of production. Um, 
and it's true. It's it, and it's not. I mean, it really does seem like supernatural um, forces at work when you bring people together um, with with this faithful plan and attempt, and you take those risks, and you 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 invite that. Um, supernatural power to be involved um i i just hope that people get encouraged to do that um and get to see things happen that they never imagined would happen um for example the the feature film the next big hit it's been about 20 sometimes they say 30 years sometimes 20 i think it's really been about 30 years in the making and they could not get the right people or the right circumstances together um and it was presented to gretel and i and we read the script and we loved it and just the other day we saw it on on the screen and i i think we all tear up at times knowing what what a struggle it's been um but we were determined and faithful and believed that it was possible and then we just did the backbreaking painstaking work um to get there but but here we are and we're just going to keep doing it bigger and bigger and better and better Where are you now with all these different roles? Like, are you still dancing and performing? Is that in the past and now you're into like developing and producing? What are you kind of focused on now? Is it any one of those things or still all of those? I keep forgetting that I'm in the movie, the next big hit. <laughs> I, I'll see myself on the screen and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in it. I also got to choreograph half of it. Um, and so that dream um, as a little girl of that Gene Kelly dream is still there. Um, I am not really pursuing acting um, there. I did recently, um, you know, I'll sometimes I'll have the time, which I don't know how, but I'll just get it in my head. I'm going to start auditioning again and I start that process, um, which is not my favorite. I actually hate auditioning and I know I'm not alone in that and probably should become friends with it a little bit more. But I did get um, cast in a live production of The Passion of the Christ, um, not a retelling of that movie, but a musical, um, beautiful, original, incredible production at Shepherd Church that um, was directed by Chip Hurd. Uh, who works for Tyler Perry and Nickelodeon and um, Candace Cameron, uh, who also goes to Shepherd. She uh, aired our production after it was filmed by the same production company that films the Super Bowl. And I mean, it was just the highest level. Um, and I got to dance and perform in that. And it was on um, the Great American Channel. And that was just this kind of wonderful opportunity that also paid really well. It was, it was just incredible um, that came from auditioning. So I am, I am doing that, but kind of my goal is 
we're producing other people's films and we have our own in development. We're also as a film festival taking note of every script that we get um, and hoping to kind of find some of our favorites. We have people sending us scripts like every day um, wanting us to produce their work. So uh, currently we're mostly focused on producing films and, and getting the films that we've already produced um, out as successfully as possible. And then ultimately we'll be moving in tour towards producing our own stuff, um, whether we've written it or we've brought someone on to write it. And, and then I can um, do more performing. I'd like to star in, in something. I have a couple scripts that I want produced um, that I want to be in. And a lot of them involve dance and musical theater. So that's still in the plan. And also I do end up very often getting cast or asked to dance or choreograph in a lot of the stuff I, I'm working on currently. So still just trying to juggle, juggle it all. But I think the producing is the number one way to do that for me um, because it, it allows me to, to make as much stuff and have as much control um, over it as opposed to just kind of auditioning and begging for a part in someone else's project. We've been talking about doing this for a while, and the initial plan was to interview you before the film festival and use it as a means of like drawing attention to the fest. And we decided to kind of push it afterwards so we'd have a chance to talk about not only the festival that happened, but the festival that will happen because you're going to be returning again next year. So talk to me a little bit about what happened at this year's festival, I know you mentioned the premiere of the next big hit, but there's a lot of other things as well. And where the festival's going, you mentioned about it being very inclusive. So who would you like to invite? Uh, what are you offering? What can you tell everyone? And where can they go to find out more information about it? Film Freeway, who we love, um, is the premier platform around the world for film festivals. And they are they are really a wonderful company. So we are open and taking submissions and already have submissions coming in for the next season. We have had such a tremendous response to, it's technically our third, we're moving into our third season. Our first season was under the umbrella of Action on Film and Megafest, as you know, because you were a part of that as well. But this was our first year doing it completely independently. And part of the reason why we didn't get our location till not too long before the fest, we weren't sure uh, with the strike. Um, we were producing these movies, all, all this other stuff. So we didn't even have that much time to promote or advertise, but we had lots of submissions already. And I wanted to honor the make the makers who wanted to be a part of Miracle Makers and just felt um, this, unbelievable urge and like almost pressure um to do it that that this was time and you were a part of that too you you encouraged us to kind of go for it and i'm so glad that we did um even though we knew we wouldn't it maybe wouldn't be as big as it will be um again we just wanted to serve all the people that were ready to participate and um so it was I guess a little smaller um, 
than MegaFest. Um, but the people that came, one thing that I learned from my mentor, Del Weston, with MegaFest, and one thing that I believe in personally anyways, is this relationship with each individual person that wants to participate in Miracle Makers. It's, it's really not about us and it's not about, it's not even about the greatest films in the world or the greatest filmmakers in the world. Um, and it's not, certainly not about making money. It's about serving each individual person that recognizes what Miracle Makers is about and wants to be a part of that. And we want to develop a, a lifelong relationship with those individuals. And we want to recognize their work. Even if it's not perfect, we see potential, we see courage, we see stories that we think should be told, artists that maybe aren't at the place where they can get the platform that they want. And that's what we exist to be for them. Each one of the people that came and showed up and was involved have just said the most incredible things about their experience. Our venue was top of the line, high tech, brand new, regal cinemas. Um, you know, we want we want to showcase people's work at the best, highest level where it's like their dreams are coming true. And um, so we are grateful too um, that we've been able to find such a fantastic venue and they've already expressed that they wanna work with us um, on everything that we do. Um, so that's been great. And, and we are, people are already begging for the next festival. Um, and so we are working to work with Filmocracy, which is a platform that allows us to have a virtual festival. So it's likely that we will have virtual festivals um, more frequently in between uh, live events. And Filmocracy comes with um, added benefits for our makers. So they have access to, for all of our submitters and all of everything that's been submitted to us over all of our seasons, um, will be eligible to be put in that library um, to get to get a massive audience um, access to their work. And they are also, um, by the new year, they said that they're developing a way for essentially us as a film festival to, to, to directly distribute films um, to where the filmmakers submitting um, has the opportunity to get actual distribution and actual money and make money off of their, their projects. Um, and so we're very excited to move forward with Filmocracy and start to present this whole new um, side of Miracle Makers that will, will also just increase our access to the rest of the world because we have a lot of filmmakers from countries like um, Iran and Israel and um, Germany and Ireland and all over the world, China. So we want we want to continue to extend um, as far as we can.
wanted to shift gears as we are on a show called Phil Notes and find some of the notes you might have to share, uh, especially through the different hats that you've worn and say, you know, what have I learned that other dancers, choreographers might want to know? Or what have I learned that other actor, director, writer, producers might want to know? What have I learned as a person who produces other people's work or runs a film festival? What are some lessons that might be of value to others that you wish you may have known when you were younger or starting out in some of those roles? I think the main thing that I want to encourage people to do is understand that the information for you to learn something is out there and it's just up to you to look for it. I can't tell you how many times I have watched a YouTube tutorial on how to do something, how to find investors, how to break down a script. I did go to film school, so I did study production in there and learned like movie magic and, you know, editing and things like that, which I think college is great. And it doesn't have to be a renowned college and it doesn't even have to be a full college course. There are lectures and um, courses like the one that you offer uh, for content creation. There are resources out there for everything. There are some that are free. There are some that are, um, you know, have a cost, but educate yourself um, with, with everything that you can. It just blows my mind sometimes that people just get stuck because they don't know how to do a thing and but they're not searching for it. Um, so go and look and, and, you know, for our film festival, you can look up and find people's budgets and start to emulate that you can, you can literally find, I believe, anything that you need to know, except how to get your Facebook unhacked. That's still <laughs> current mystery. Um, I think, oh, um, just generally for um, dancers for choreographing. Um, one of my tips and secrets and what I do, and I guess it can, and I, I apply it also with films when I'm producing in the form of like storyboards um, or whatever it is. I really encourage people to, to sit down and visualize from beginning to end what it is you want on, on the screen in the end. The, the final product. So when I first started uh, in dance at um, CalArts and we had to do choreography, I got up and tried to start moving around and I, I could not believe how difficult it was. It was like I couldn't get past the first step. Um, and then I finally got so frustrated that I just laid down and listened to the music and visualized the entire thing in my head, which is also how I, I approach um, a film. If you see it in your mind, no matter how big or complex or impossible it seems, once it's in your mind, your mind can't really differentiate between reality and imagination. So go there in your mind, um, all the details, fill it in with color and movement and music um, and see it. And once you've seen it, you will 
now you'll you'll instinctively start to move towards making it and you will find solutions for the problems and you may have to adapt it a little bit but i can't recommend that enough um, same with filmmaking see it in your mind um, storyboard it even if you're not uh, a great artist get your little squares and draw in what you what you see and then go and then make it happen manifest it um and that's also going to be helpful in communicating to the other people you're working with um like my director of photography on my short film thunder and lightning um it was storyboarded not super well um but he he thought it was the best storyboarding you know he's worked with because it was it helped him so much to understand my vision and and to actually make it happen um and another thing i encourage for that like for that film in particular also figure out especially as if you're independent and maybe you don't have that much money use what you have and get creative so a lot of times people think well this has to be a hundred you know a, a two million dollar film and we can't do it unless we get that money or um, I want to make something huge and, and wonderful, um, but I'm limited with my resources. So I knew that at that school I had access to um, sort of like a sound studio. It was a, a house and it, it, it was like a, a small studio with all these different stages um, and, you know, access to lighting from above and all these creative things. And I was in Colorado and I was trying to think, OK, well, what? what natural resources are in Colorado. And I was thinking of the snow and the rain and the clouds. And, and, and then I was thinking, oh, well, that's a nightmare for production. Like, okay, so maybe I don't want to drag our whole crew out into the snow or the rain, but I thought, okay, we have this, this um, free access to this film studio and these sets. And I like this concept of rain and lightning. Okay, can I, um, is there a thing that emulates lightning? And I looked it up and there was a lighting house that had that box, like a lightning box. Um, and I was able to afford that. And so my entire film concept was written. So I created a story then around the concept of, of incorporating thunder and lightning. Um, and it inspired just this awesome film that keeps getting awards and, um, it was out of just creativity and i didn't need to have all this money or all this fancy stuff um it actually the the being limited can sometimes bring out the most amazing things because you you work around them or you get creative to, to problem solve um other notes yeah still do it yourself become a producer yourself uh learn how to edit yourself where we are at, we are at the point where we need to start bringing in more people because you can only do so much of it. Um, but it was funny to learn that doing this film festival, one of the main things that I spent my time doing was graphic design. So making the stuff on Canva to promote um, the festival, to make graphics that go on social media, um, to spread the word, 
or graphics in your emails or graphics in in uh, the background on this on the screen at the festival i didn't know i was going to have to learn how to become a graphic designer and i spent about four weeks like nonstop, just working on graphics and i could have probably hired someone to outsource that and we probably will a little bit more but um i'm grateful that i learned that skill um and you know i think some of us are very particular with our style and aesthetic and you know when when you are searching for people to collaborate with or hire one thing we've learned too is make sure you kind of vet them and give yourself some options because if you do hire someone and they maybe don't have your same vision or work ethic or aesthetic you might find yourself doing their job for them or feeling like you know you didn't get the value out of what you paid um i think you want to grow and you you want to delegate and you want to find people that you can give tasks to so that you can become a team and it's not all just on you but it's important to learn how to find those people um and and it's important to learn boundaries and communicating it's important to have contracts even if they're volunteers um you know you you want to be very clear with your expectations uh what you can and can't do when when you are working when you're not working we want to we want everybody that we work with to never feel taken advantage of or ex extended to too much um and so every project that we do, we get better at that, um, defining what what our expectations are, uh, what pay is, when you're supposed to arrive, how many hours you should be working on this, um, and get those agreements signed and have them organized um, because that just helps helps people um, meet meet your expectations and show up um, and just communicate better. So contracts and um, protecting yourself legally is very important in, in the process for, for yourself and for the people you work with, because we want to protect them too. And we've worked, we've worked in horrible situations where um, we've been taken advantage of or mistreated or the people, other people have been. And that's, that's something we want to eradicate from independent, from any work environment, but especially independent film. Um, we want it to be a safe place for everyone um and that's so that's something we try to get better at all the time well all those are really valuable but i'm especially glad you talked a little bit about what you did at the end because a lot of people are unwittingly taken advantage of because they just either go oh i guess this is the way things are or like you talked about or kind of around earlier, like the whole casting couch thing, you know, sometimes it's like, well, I'll do this, even though I don't want to, in order to get the thing I do want, maybe this is just the cost I have to pay. And some of that is experience and knowing, oh, in retrospect, that was terrible. And I want to make sure I don't get in that situation again. But like you said, kind of broadcasting and paying that forward to make sure other people don't have to go through that either. And really trying to kind of elevate the situation for everyone and saying, we are going to do things different and better because we can but if we're overwhelmed then sometimes it's like i don't have the bandwidth to fight this fight yeah or i don't even know that there's an option 
And so I'm glad that you have these different hats because as I talked about in my panel that I had at the festival, it's about learning how to shift and see things through those different roles and the wisdom and experience of like adding these different layers in and saying, I know what it's like to be the person on set, whether they're the crew or the actor. So let me keep them in mind while I make the schedule. I understand how to facilitate the director's vision, even if I'm not the director, because I have been a director, but I also understand the constraints of like the producer hat, for instance. And the more we can do that, the easier our productions are, and the more we can kind of mentor and teach others. So they too, like you had said, oh, we see potential in you. We see a story in you. Great job making this with the limitations you had. Now let's help you do the next thing. And to bring this all back around, in a way, it's kind of like, what's the movie you just premiered? Oh, the next big hit. And so the larger you know, concept of that, it's like, yes, that's a particular project, but really it's all about helping everyone have their next big hit in whatever way that is. So to start to bring this to a close, wanted to have you shine a light on what's next for you. It could be next steps with the festival, next steps with the production company, or just you as a performer, as well as where's good places for people to either follow along with what you're doing or connect with you. We have so much, definitely the film festival is open at filmfreeway.com. So you can just look for Miracle Makers, just type in Miracle Makers. You can also find us on our website. Our website, we really have, a, a, I think, a strong website that we're just going to load. We had two different people doing interviews um, that we're going to upload. We're going to upload some footage. We have a massive gallery of photos. Um, we're going to probably continue blogs. So we'll be sending out uh, interviews to some of our miracle makers and then we'll post their responses um, on the website which is miraclemakersiff.com and that is a place we want to continue to grow so that it, it's, it's not just a place to find out um, everything you need to know about miracle makers uh, but it's also going to be a place where you can find out about all of these wonderful people that we're working with um, in different ways and uh, definitely we want to just continue to use it as a platform to spotlight and highlight and show off um, our makers. We also have miraclemakersproductions.com, which we're going to spend more time on now that the festival um, was success and we're, um, that season is closed. Um, we do want everyone to know that our festival is a place for us to find makers that we want to keep working with to bring makers together to work with one another but also so if you submit to our festival um, just know that you are immediately under consideration for our production company and people can submit directly to our production company so we are a full service production company and right now we are in production for dale griffith stamos next it's her directorial debut as, uh, for a feature film for the film imbalance and we are in pre-production for that we are a little over half financed we're looking for a couple more financiers and e either investors um or actual donations. So we are approved um, for donations to be 100% tax 
returnable. Um, so we have a lot of different options there, but it's it's going to be a story-driven drama, uh, character-driven drama set in Santa Barbara. And um, it's uh, our director is also the writer, and she is a renowned writer, um, award-winning writer. She's just spectacular. And it is about philosophy professors. Um, it's very deep concepts, and it's exploring the Me Too movement, but exploring it in a way that it's not black and white, the nuances of uh, the Me Too movement with a an old, uh, a woman, um, a female professor who is like in her 50s and um, a little bit younger TA uh, who's like in his 40s. So it's not, you know, he's not, he's a he's an adult, but because there is the dynamic of the, the power um, that she's a professor and he is a student or a TA, um, that these are nuances that should be talked about. And so it's furthering that discussion and we are definitely opening it up um, and wanting to get a couple more producers on um, like executively and, um, and just other people involved. Um, it may even be a project that maybe you will be involved with, um, but we just, we want, and, and we, we are taking on a lot of different productions as well. So you people can contact us through the production website um, and we tailor like a package that suits them. So a lot of people come to us because they don't know how to do the schedule breakdown, the budgeting, um, the SAG contracts, um, the crew contracts, um, insurance, um, all, all of those crucial aspects of production even to um distribution and marketing and um post-production all those things so we can talk to you about what what you are wanting to do uh, and it's not exclusive to feature films um or even short films i mean music videos all, all kinds of things um stage plays even uh we are very eager to accept new projects and work with you in what what you have um and we also really specialize in making things possible with what you have to work with so we do a good job of taking your budget as it is and maybe moving things around um we have like our insurance company that we work with is cheaper than anyone you'll probably find um so or um we have resources with catering or certain creative ways to minimize your current budget breakdown um, and, and move things around so that you can afford the things you need, get what you, you need without necessarily having to get a ton more money. Um, but we can also work with you to, to try and find, um, you know, more investors or, or more financing if you need. Um, and we are, like I said, with Filmocracy, that's one thing we're really excited about uh, partnering up with them, um, the virtual festival, and um, also all the distribution stuff that we talked about through them and the library opportunities. Um, we are also want to give back um, always. And so currently we are sponsoring Seeds of Hope, Jericho. So that is a nonprofit organization that I personally volunteered with in Palestine. Um, and they work, excuse me, they work in the community of Jericho 
and they provide um, education. They have a school. They um, bring in wheelchairs and um, equipment for the disabled. Where in that community, in that community, they can't get items shipped to them outside of their community, which is unbelievably limited. Um, like I go on Amazon and order something sometimes every other day, and it comes like that. If they order something on Amazon, it probably will never get there. I think one time one came a year later, something they ordered. So, and the, the, the people in their community that are disabled, when they first started doing this, they walked around um, to people's houses and there were people who who just live in their bed because they there was no place that you could find a wheelchair, a walker, a cane, nothing for the disabled. And so now um, they work with mostly churches, but people um, mostly in the United States, but I guess around the world, um, but they have now a, a shipping crate carrier um, that gets filled with, with equipment like wheelchairs and stuff and gets sent over. And they also work, we worked with the women in the community so that's a, um, some, it's a place that you can find out more information about online on our website. Um, you can also go to seedsofhope.org um, and find out more about what they're doing. And we will continue to sponsor them. But if you are a charitable organization or um, something along those lines, you know, we want to expand our outreach um, as we expand our companies. Um, so that's something we're always interested in talking about and working with and we definitely want everybody to stay um in tune with uh the next big hit so we will announce uh our dates at comic-con um we will announce any any upcoming screenings or um festivals that it gets um into and that's something we're really excited about um and yeah i think we just keep new opportunities keep coming up we, we'll probably have we'd like to work with you shane to maybe do some interviews with us and some of the incredible people um that we are working with through the festival or through the production company um, people like johnny ray scrogans who was the producer of um running the bases which was like a seven million dollar feature uh, faith-based sports movie that was a big winner at our festival um and we'd like to bring in some of some of these people who are doing what what you know the independent film at the highest level so well um to kind of share some of their knowledge um and we want throughout the year to be um providing value uh to our makers and to people who may want to become makers with um connecting them to these people who are doing it at that level um, and, and helping them by inviting them to share their experience and their knowledge. Um, and we'll probably keep doing stuff like that and maybe more virtual events um, just to keep providing value and uh, opportunity and education. Well, I'm glad you talked about the nonprofit you're partnered with because that was something that was a part of the festival and again it's about just showing people sometimes how easy it can be like there is a featured restaurant where if you use the code like a portion of your order was donated and 
if you're at a festival, you're probably going to be eating food anyway. So it's just about being creative and taking advantage of the fact that, oh, we can overlap, overlap and stack some of these things so that everybody succeeds. And just to kind of put a little bow on this, I'd say that that's something you do a really good job with that was this through line of saying, regardless of what role I'm in or what aspect of the industry I'm working in, you know, film festival, production, onset, behind the camera, what have you, you just have this perspective of looking at, well, how can I heighten this or elevate it? You know, how can I help bring the people together? So I'm so glad that all these things are working individually, much less together. And uh, also just wanted to say in regards to you having future guests on that Dale, who you mentioned was the last episode of the show. So we're already there with getting the, the Miracle Makers featured on the program. And uh, one um, announcement as far as uh, moving forward. So I have the show come out monthly and I was just editing the panel that I did. And so I'm going to put that out as a special two-parter. So November, December, the episodes will be the hour and a half panel cut in half. So that way it's not too long of an episode to go through, but people will get a chance to see some of the information that was there. And then hopefully next year we can fill the roster with more America makers. So thank you for that. I think that's a great idea. And thank you so much for being here, not only to talk about some of your journey and also some of what you're doing. But again, the focus of the show is to get those notes from people who are in the industry so that either people who want to work with them know how to do that or how to inspire and educate people who also want to get in the industry and do those things. So I really appreciate your time and all the background on all those different things, not only for myself, but for everyone that's listening. Thanks, Shane. It's just wonderful to, it's always wonderful to talk to you and work with you. And um, I just think you're the prime example of a miracle maker. Well, that's a great note to end on. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to support the show, please click on the link below. You can also contact me at my website if you have any questions about filmmaking or anything else. Off to the side, you'll see a couple of my books. Film Notes and the Film Notes Workbook. I encourage you to check those out if you'd like to learn more about filmmaking. See you in the next episode. Scene one, Apple, take one.